Welcome to From Earning to Learning, the podcast where we talk about all things education. I'm your host, Dave Franjosen. Welcome to another episode of From Earning to Learning. I'm Dave Franjosen. This past week, I had my first in-person PD conference in two years. Uh, it was a great experience, and I'm so glad that I got the opportunity. The interaction was great, and there were some questions asked during our sessions that really got me thinking. It got me thinking about perfection. Perfection is something that a lot of teachers strive for. The perfect lesson, the perfect response to a teachable moment, whatever it is, and I know it's coming from a good place, we want to be perfect for our students. While this is noble, is it productive? Sometimes waiting for perfection can get in the way of progress. So the questions that got me thinking all had a common theme. What happens if our district doesn't let us do this? And when I say this, I'm talking about grade reform. And I've heard many answers to this question, some more helpful than others. But for me, I don't want to give advice that would jeopardize anyone's job or put them in an uncomfortable position. And as you know, I'm not one for toxic positivity, so I'm going to try and be as real as possible. While some situations are definitely more challenging than others, there's always a path towards progress. It may not be the vision of progress that we had in mind, and it might not be perfect, but it's a step in the right direction. We shouldn't view change as an all-or-nothing venture. Sometimes that little change can spark a conversation that gets the ball rolling. Now, it might not always be the case, but at least we can improve the situations of the people we encounter. And I know every situation is different, so I'm going to look at some of the most common obstacles I see to reform. And those are student hesitancy, parent hesitancy, and administrative interference. So the first two, in my experience, come down to fear. Students and parents are scared that they won't know where they are in terms of a grade, and by the time they do, it'll be too late to recover. And even though I don't agree with traditional grading, I know it's part of the fabric of education that we have to navigate right now. And so I found that communication, especially proactive communication, helps ease this anxiety. You know, let students and their parents know that if something needs to be addressed, you'll make sure it's brought to their attention. And this doesn't work for everyone, but I mean, you're never going to please 100% of people anyway. But with this approach, I had far fewer families upset. The real challenging obstacles are the policies that districts put in place mandating certain percentage-weighted categories or a certain number of grades that need to be entered per week, month, or marking period. You know, addressing these very real concerns with assurances that, you know, teachers will find a way or telling teachers to be a rebel and do what's right for kids, you know, that's just not helpful here. You know, how can we coach them towards progress within the systems that they have to navigate? So the first thing that I would say is understand your why. 
What is it that you're seeing and why is it so important for it to change? The more detailed and important your why, the harder it will be to shake you from your mission. The other thing that'll happen is people will start to see your vision too. It'll take some time, but it will happen. Next, don't wait for perfect. It might not come. There's always a reason not to do something. So if you're waiting for things to be just right, nothing will ever change. You know, now, what is it that we can do? And this really all depends on your individual situation. Even in the toughest of situations, we can comply with those regulations and still move towards progress. So a few things that can be implemented regardless of situation are removing compliance-based metrics from grades. It doesn't matter if grades have to be reported weekly. Don't let participation, attendance, or behavior factor into those grades. You could also eliminate late penalties. And, you know, the purpose of these penalties can be debated at another time. So providing descriptive feedback and delaying grading until students respond to that feedback. This is another thing that fits into even the most strict administrative directives. And if you have to report points or percentages, a minimum grade is also a way you could go. It would give students the chance to recover if they had a grade that would devastate their average. Now, I know a lot of teachers would drop this grade if a student had really earned it, but you know that's bringing those compliance-based metrics back into it, and it isn't really very equitable. So I agree these aren't ideal solutions. And yes, there will be some students that try to take advantage or game the system. You know, there will also be some students that flourish because you know this is going to be the first time that they've ever really seen a legitimate path to success. It's not perfect, but there are ways that we can start moving towards progress while we discuss with admin you know, and, and try and move towards more widespread, sustainable changes. Thanks for listening. I look forward to hearing your feedback. For more resources, visit www.reimagineschools.com or reach out to me on Twitter at David Franjoseph.